The show's about to start in just a minute, folks. But guess what? It's Cyber Monday. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. What? What? Is it Cyber Monday? <laughs> I said just roll I, with it, Jason. <laughs> I said if I say stuff, just I roll was. With it. I was asking you a question. <laughs> I said what? <laughs> yeah, and I said, oh, what? dude, just roll okay. the intro. <laughs> and then you're like, roll the <laughs> intro. <laughs> oh my goodness. Best cold. Roll open the intro. Welcome to the 4th and Short Podcast. You're thinking it, and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent. All right, welcome in. It's another show, the 4th and Short Podcast. We are running trios tonight for week 12 of the NFL I'm your host, self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Feld, and from far and wide, the Crimson Cowboy, Trent Hemphill, and Hey-o. the Chiefs head of the South, Matt Peterson. Gentlemen, what is up? What up? How are we doing tonight? Not a lot. Uh, a lot better than a lot of people. Uh, they were trying to rename Nameless cow. this week. Eagles fans? Yeah, they're definitely one of them. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Definitely fans. one of them, but we'll, we'll talk yep. about their sorrows in just a moment. What a I, I we recorded a week ago and a lot happened as far as just in life in general. We had Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, ate lots of turkey, did not eat cranberry sauce, ate muddy deviled eggs. I did eat cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce disgusting. Enjoyed your Black Friday, which there wasn't a whole lot to buy on Black Friday. Most of it was online. No, there wasn't. So uh, and continued in today, Cyber Monday. So happy Cyber Monday, everybody. Um, but uh, since we recorded last week, it seems like we've gone through about eight NFL years. There have been so much that has gone on in the NFL. So much news. We're going to get into all of that uh, here in just a moment in first and ten. But uh, did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Get to spend it with a friend and family. Uh, Matt, did you shoot anything while you were up there in Wisconsin? I shot me a doe. I went back out to get a buck. I did not see a buck, but I saw another couple does. And I asked my mom if she wanted one. She said yes. I tried to move into position on the deer, said deer. They ran away because something spooked them. While I was trying to figure out what spooked them, a bear walked by. Did you shoot the bear? It's pretty good. No, actually, I saved it for Rogers on Sunday night, and he went out there and killed it for say, me. Uh, so did you actually see a bear, or was that a segue into a bad joke? <laughs> why can't it be both why can't it be both huh there is video evidence yes i seen to be there video is evidence i have a video of this bear i can verify was it a black bear evidence. has a black bear what kind of bear it is was best? small <laughs> bears bear. beats battlestar galactica and with that let's get started tonight first and ten so, as I said, so much news to talk about. And we're going to kick things off. We're going to start about it. We've been talking about it all week, and I have had my fair share of things to say about this. But the Ravens-Steelers game, supposed to take place Thanksgiving night, was the headliner. It was supposed to be the only good game that took place on that day and probably would have been. It probably hey, still hey. is. Hey, no. No, that's true. Hey. That's no, true. Stop. Don't don't do this to yourself. Don't don't try even try so it. So right? it was move. It was not a good because game. of COVID, because the Ravens uh, apparently had some kind of mosh pit coronavirus mosh pit and everybody got COVID on the Ravens, including Lamar Jackson, including Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins and marking uh, Mark Andrews and and Brandon Pierce and uh, uh, Calais Campbell and and Willie Sneed. 18 players, I think, at last count. So that game gets moved to Sunday. Then, because they still are testing positive, they moved the game to Tuesday night. Then, because they still are having issues, now that game has gotten moved to tomorrow, at or Wednesday, excuse me, at 3.40 in the afternoon Eastern time. What the heck? And there's Which, it sucks, because, they, dude, they've shifted all the schedule for next week, too. Oh, I know, I know. Do you guys think that the NFL season is going to finish, or do you think it's going to get cut short? 
I think the NFL will do everything. And it's, it's obvious by this, they're making terrible decisions just to get games played because it's all about revenue. I mean, they're forcing teams to play without quarterbacks just to get games in. That's how bad it is. No, but here's the deal though. The The teams, the teams that do follow protocols shouldn't have to suffer because of the teams that don't hundred percent. That was my next point. Why are the Steelers getting punished? They've already had to suffer through this one time when the Titans had an outbreak, and now they're having to deal with the same crap again because the Ravens can't deal with things the way they're supposed to. They have. I think the Ravens did it on purpose so they didn't have to play the Steelers. Well, clearly nobody wants to play us right now, and this is what I would like to say. Look, I know I have been very hesitant, and, and if you were to hold a gun to my head, I would say, no, I don't want them to. But I would love for the Steelers to go undefeated, 16-0, and obviously win the Super Bowl. That would be great. Just to shove it in everybody's face because this has just been an absolute disaster for the NFL and their scheduling and trying to get things accomplished here. If you're going to find teams and you're going to find coaches for not wearing masks on sidelines and you're going to dock teams uh, uh, draft picks. The Saints got docked a seventh round draft pick earlier this week for celebrating the locker room after that win over Tampa Bay. If you're going to dock teams draft picks and hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars for not wearing masks on the sideline, you daggum better start punishing teams. And it needs to come in the win-loss column for causing this kind of mess by not following protocol. That's my piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't even mad because this is might save my fantasy season. Oh, stop it with your fantasy so, season. You know, if I get a free win. I don't think you should get a free, get a free win, win, win. Their points from Wednesday should count. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I think this is, you know, uh, well, we won't worry about the fantasy ramifications, but I, I still, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm ticked off. I'm ticked off as an NFL fan that this is what we have come to, that it's just it's the constant unknown, the constant shifting, well, the constant moving, just make a decision and make the team stick to it. And if they can't play, this is, a, this is, this is America in 2020. Yeah, I was about to say, this has been going on since what, March? I know, I know, I yeah. know, I know. I'm sorry. It's just, it's very irritating. And I think that's why, like we said in the Thanksgiving episode, though, I think that's one of the things I'm most thankful for is that football has given some normalcy to this year, at least. If there was no football, man, I don't know. I just give up I know, and, I, and maybe that's part of what is, is so irritating about it is this because I mean, bar except for that issue with the Titans back at you know towards the beginning of the season, this is now this is the first really major disruption that we've had to the NFL season since then, and so it's been so good to for the most part. I mean, you've had players here and there that have missed games because of COVID and whatever, uh, but for the most part, it's it's been business as usual um, for for at least play on the field. And and now to see this, it's just it, maybe that's just what it is. It's just me being irritated at the situation in general, and I'm just taking it out of the NFL, which it's you know it's certainly merited in most cases. So uh, that game right now tentatively scheduled Wednesday at 3:40. I think uh, the Steelers game that was supposed to be played against uh, Washington next Sunday in Week 13 has been already moved to Monday night. Um, I don't know what this does to the Ravens. The I- Cowboys got moved to Tuesday. Yeah, it's it's the dominoes just continue to fall, and and I would like to say that I think the NFL the NFL will use a week eighteen before they start canceling games, um, before they don't play games. I'd be okay yeah, with that. I, I, I don't think they want to. I mean, heck, look at college—they take like a two months off before they freaking play their playoff yeah. games. Yeah, they might as well. And for the Steelers, if the Steelers, as long as things hold out at this point, the Steelers are the number one seed. So if they do have to play week 18, you know, they still get the next week off. So it is what it is. Um, Well, we did it, gentlemen. You guys didn't want to, but I willed it to happen. Hashtag fire Matt Patricia worked. I was not saying don't fire him. I know. You just didn't. I said, I said that they would fire him, but I said it would be next year. I, yeah. I thought they'd give him the yep. rest of the season. Well, I thought they it would too. Work. The Lions fire Matt Patricia and uh, their GM, Bob Quinn, earlier this week. Matt Patricia leaves after a record in Detroit of 13, 29, and 1, which is just. Le- I know you will. Lending to a long list of Belichick uh, assistants that have 
just flopped in the NFL. It had hey, he, places. he can come be the defensive coordinator in Dallas. And some guys are just cut out for that. That's all they can do. Hey, I want Matt Nagy to get fired, and I want the Packers to hire him. Oh, it's gosh. Look, I don't know. Matt Nagy, Adam Gase, some people just shouldn't be allowed to be head coaches. Okay, maybe Adam Gase will, or uh, Matt Nagy will be decent as a coordinator. Matt, uh, Adam Gase shouldn't be allowed to have I just a, say, a job. I think, I think we should interview Matt Nagy when he gets fired, when he gets fired, yes. I think that we should also uh, interview old uh, Dan Quinn over there. See if he's got. He's a good DC too. I would agree. Yeah, for yep. sure. Um, speaking of Atlanta, I think that uh, Raheem Morris is going to be their next coach. I think he's going to go from intern to being head coach. But anyway, uh, go back. Oh to- my gosh, Dallas Goddard, stop catching footballs! <laughs> oh, oh my. okay. Um, for Matt Patricia, uh, this is the last thing I wanted to say about him before we move on. Did you guys see all of the players, both current and former, that came out on social media just blasting him? I did not. Give us celebrating uh, his firing. I mean, Kenny Galladay, Darius Lay, Eric Ebron, um, uh, just and, and Kenny then, Galladay can't say anything, Matt. Matt Patricia's played in more games than Galladay has. <laughs> um, uh, Ashawn Robinson. And Darius tweet- Slay sucks, too. Yeah, well, Ashawn Robinson tweeted, said something like, uh, and you said that you would end my career, something like that. Um, so, to be fair, he looks like a D-bag. He really does. Patricia no, looks like a sure. D-bag. He was definitely he looks not like he's a, overweight to me. He was definitely not a player's coach, and and certainly that lends to the issues that led to him being fired. And obviously, people didn't want to play for him, and that 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 played out in in his record and and what happened on the field. Uh, maybe a little bit of bad luck in there, some injuries, losing Stafford there for some time. But uh, and then the last thing I want to let's face it. Go ahead. These coaches that go elsewhere, I mean, Belichick is a bit of a D-bag, but he's also a mad genius. He has all these assistant coaches who work for him who miss out on the mad genius and but pick up the D-bag. And so then they go out there and they just bomb. Yeah. No, it's it's, (laughs) – you have to at least be able to do one or the other to keep a job in the NFL. You have to either be a player's coach or you have to know how to win. If you can't do either one, then you are your days are numbered. You're not going to keep a head coaching position very long in the NFL. It's just not going to happen these days. Last thing I want to say. Mike Tomlin's yeah, bold. Just yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the Broncos, we alluded to this earlier. Uh, they had some issues with COVID where um, I think it was uh, Drew Locke or one of their quarterbacks got it, and then all the other quarterbacks were in close Comp, uh, contact with this quarterback and so all of their quarterbacks every single active quarterback on their roster was up placed on a COVID list earlier this week and so going into the weekend they had no quarterbacks zero quarterbacks they are forced to call up a practice squad receiver Kendall Hinton who last played quarterback in 2014 for Wake Forest to play quarterback for them who yeah I think that that is certainly deserving. Who? Um, and and you. Know, hey, my brother. My brother was watching the game in uh, Tony Romo this last Thanksgiving. He busted out the who. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Oh, that's funny. So, so my my drop is catching on. Uh, cl- clearly, yep. Tony. Your job's Tony, has Tony Romo is picking up. See, you are you are something. You are a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pretty awesome that yeah yeah there you go um but uh you know it's funny about this game and then we'll move on to the rest of the games uh the broncos they scored just as many points as the tampa bay buccaneers did against the saints i train crash <laughs> kendall hinton who had one less interception than tom brady just saying we're just saying.
second and long. Hey, I kind of feel like we left off on the news portion, the fact that the 49ers no longer have a stadium. That is true. Uh, we also left off the fact that, that the Broncos tried to petition the league to let to get their assistant coach to play quarterback. That's why I'm saying so much news. Yeah, the 49ers, because of the restrictions in California, are now going to be playing their next two home games in Arizona. Arizona. So, thank you, Cardinals. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Broncos Bronco surged high and low. That's how much they didn't want to go to Kendall Hinton. They wanted to sign one of their assistant coaches. But, anyway. All right. California handling of COVID sucks. Yeah. For yeah. our second and long, we want to get through all of these games. And I have categorized all these games. It is Cyber Monday. And so, if you've been shopping online for your Christmas presents or just a little something for yourself, you know that there are your deals out there. You know that there are some things that are just steals. Like, you didn't know exactly what you were getting. And then you got a deal of a lifetime. And then there are some things that you think you're getting a great deal on, and it's going to be awesome, but you are getting ripped off. So we had all three of those kind of games this weekend. Uh, first, I want to just mention the Thanksgiving Day games. The first one I feel like was kind of a steal. Houston beats Detroit 41-25, to and I say it's a steal because both teams have been mediocre all year. But in this game, Deshaun Watson looks fully liberated from Bill O'Brien. And – this game was a steal because you like the outcome. I agree. It was a ripoff if you were hoping for good football, for sure. It was a ripoff because yes. Will Fuller was, has been cheating. <laughs> well, and that's yeah, what I was just about true. to say. Will Fuller had a great game, but now we know why. He's going to get suspended for the rest of this season, first game of next season uh, for a performance enhancers, supposedly. He's taking the drugs. Um, so yeah, that's the end of, uh, anything that Houston might've had going because they couldn't run the ball either. Does anyone really actually like watching Detroit play on Thanksgiving? No. Who's the last person who said, yeah, I'm glad Detroit was playing. No, I, it, it's one of those things that I don't, think we, any, I don't even think Lions fans are glad that they're playing. <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't mean, know what, what's that, that line that, that gif is it from, uh, Oh, some cartoon. The guy gets thrown in a lion's pit on Thanksgiving. He said, wait, isn't it Thanksgiving? Aren't you guys supposed to be in Detroit losing a football game? So, I mean, it, it is, <laughs> yeah. it's a joke yeah. now. Uh, that would probably be Daniel. <laughs> yes, it probably, probably would. There we knowledge. go. Uh, lions, nothing consistent going, as usual, uh, in spite of holding the ball for more than seven minutes in this game. Uh, seven minutes more than the Texans, so. Uh, nothing much else to talk about this game. All right, let's get to the other game, which, uh, for at least for Trent, was a total ripoff, and that was the Washington football team and the fighting Antonio Gibsons running over the Dallas Cowboys, forty-one to sixteen. Antonio Gibson. Hey, can I just say that when not all like you're not going to win football games if you, or it's going to be difficult to win football games if you lose your starting two tackles. I agree. I agree, especially but in the now, first drive. Now, now, Dude, oh, oh, no, no. I'm not even talking game. about those tackles. Oh, oh you're talking, talking about, about before that. Then it's going to be next to impossible to win when you lose your backup tackles. I swear, it was like the first three plays of your first drive. It was like, oh, he's hurt now. Oh, he's hurt now. Oh, he's hurt now. And just, just when I say I'm thankful for Zach Martin on the last episode, <laughs> Yeah, yep, yeah you kind of jinxed that one. Sorry, um, so I, just just so y'all know, and uh, I was like a fortune teller because Danny Dimes got hurt. I want y'all to roll back the footage two or three weeks ago when I said the Washington football team will win this division. <laughs> well, <laughs> they may by default because they have the only quarterback left. Who they also have the best defense. Who would have thought that we would be saying right now that Alex Smith is the best quarterback playing in the NFC East right now? Oh my goodness. 2020. What more can we say? All right. Is there anything else that you want to say about that game, Trent? We can move away. Uh, We can move off of it. (laughs) You know, 
Dude, I, what do you think about that fake punt? Because I feel like the game was anyone's I feel like game. We're gonna, I thought it was anyone's game up until they I feel like we're going to talk oh, about that when we get to mailbag. mailbag. Everything that I have to say about this game is going to be in the mailbag. Okay, so, we'll save it to that. Okay, we have – this enough. is – we're call, I am dubbing this the mega mailbag episode because literally we're going to have to take third and three and just save that for mailbag. There is so much content for mailbag, so we'll come back to this game. All right. Uh, Buffalo and the Chargers. Buffalo wins 27 to 17. I'm calling this a deal game because, you know, you got kind of what you were expected on Cyber Monday. The Bills fight through in a less than stellar performance from Allen. And in probably his first one of the year, the Chargers cannot overcome a less than stellar performance from Herbert. I think the one thing to note in this game is that Austin Eckler came back and looked really, uh, he's getting back to form. He was taking at least all of the running back action for the most part, except for a, a sniped touchdown by Joshua Kelly on the goal line. He has 129 scrimmage yards. Uh, I think what was good for the Bills was that their defense showed up again in this game against the Chargers offense that had been uh, pretty high-flying as of late. Um, rip-off game, just quickly to mention it, Miami beats the Jets 20-3. to uh, Rip-off because it was the Jets. You had to watch the Jets play football or what they call football. Uh, Fitzmagic delivers, starts this game because Tua is hurt, and Fitzy. he's keeping Miami alive. Uh, Miami 7-4. I'm pretty sure they said Tua's probably not playing next week, too. Yeah, and he's helped. Good. I want Miami Fitzy. is helped by the fact that Las Vegas and Indianapolis both lost. Um, and so if I am not mistaken, I believe Miami now holds a playoff spot. Um, I will verify that before we are done here. But uh, the – Miami Dolphins are in a good spot, especially because we were we were kind of bemoaning the fact that they lost that game last week, a game that that we uh, we did not expect them to win. Yes, right now the Miami Dolphins are in the sixth seed of the AFC playoffs. Um, the Jets are just so bad. Like, I I have no words. Did you guys see that? Re- Tell some we don't. Did know. you guys see the report where Adam, they they asked Adam Gase about who was calling plays, and Adam Gase said, "I don't want to review who the play caller is because that would give things away." No, the way this went down was Adam Gase. This play calling sucks. Are you the play caller? <laughs> it's like, uh, no. <laughs> then who is it? I'm uh, not telling. But he, he did that with those – Somebody he did else? It with, the, with his eyes being really wide and going back and forth and being really creepy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. How about another ripoff game? Because it was the Arizona Cardinals versus the New England Patriots, and the New England wins 20-17. to 17. So a ripoff if you were hoping the Cardinals would win because, my goodness, what has happened to this Arizona team as of late? You know, when I, you know when I was sitting there trying to convince you guys that New England was good and then they went out and they lost to the Texans, but then they come back and they win to the Cardinals? I have no idea who New right. England is. I'm and not I'm, I'm not, I'm, I also think the Cardinals are overrated. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I, I don't think we can we can base anything on uh, as far as what who New England is because we don't know who the Cardinals are now because they're not who we thought earlier that they were earlier this year when they were leading the NFC West. Um, that, but they got to figure things out. And and now Kyler's banged up, so uh, Arizona. Uh, that's not a good place for them to be uh I kyler murray's the reason that i have a chance in fantasy this week he scored less than andy dalton yeah. oh, my gosh bitch it wasn't less than Derek carr Derek carr scored 0.6 that's more Derek than car wide receiver okay. qb1 uh Hinton. hey he had negative yeah. 2.78 i had him on my bench um here's the thing though of all those quarterbacks cam still suck Cam had a 13 passer rating at half. 13. Any kind of resurgence he's expecting for his career is not no. going to happen. I don't even think he's going to be a starter next year. It was so bad that no. he was getting touchdowns vultured from him. From him. Cam was getting touch, touchdowns vultured away by James White. Uh, sure. Look, New England, and this is another reason why I'm calling this a ripoff game. Because it's a ripoff if you're a New England fan, too. Because you win, but you're probably not going to make the playoffs. And you still won't get a good pick. Which, for those of the rest of us that, you know, root against New England, this is the best, best of both worlds. But, you know, still, 
it's bad. All right. Steel game. I believe there's a little thing called so there's a thing called karma. And uh <laughs> I think all that cheating is finally coming back to oh man, what a to bite it. You know what? Do you know what you know what they said when asked about the situation? They said we're we're under the charges. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more like <laughs> All right, uh, Steel Game taking place in Minnesota, uh, Carolina, and Minnesota. Minnesota comes back and wins twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Uh, Minnesota was pretty much dead earlier on in this game. Carolina was up twenty-seven to ten. Minnesota comes all the way back, um, and Minnesota spells redemption: B E E B E. That's it, B B. Uh, because old Mr. Beebe muffed a punt with like two minutes left in this game to allow Carolina to go up by six instead of three. But then with two minutes left, because it's not prime time, Kirk Cousin leads a game-winning drive, and old Beebe catches the game-winning touchdown. Um, so impressive. And they were able to do that without Adam Thielen, who was on the COVID list, of course. You know who Beebe's dad used to play for? Uh, the Packers. Okay. I'm going to guess it was the Packers. Don Beebe. Yeah. Uh, also, did you see what's-his-face get back-to-back? Yes. Uh, touchdowns yes, on for defense the for the Panthers. Carolina Panthers? Back-to-back plays. Crazy. Back-to-back snaps. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Carolina loses DJ Moore to injury. He's banged up. They need a bye week, and, and they and Tampa Bay have the last two bye weeks next week. 13, Dude, they need that. They need that bye week so they can get McCaffrey back. I know that's the other reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need they need Bridgewater to be healthy because he came back in this game, but I mean he didn't look hundred percent either. Uh, all right, let's talk about a deal game, and that's Tennessee versus Indianapolis. Tennessee wins forty five to twenty. Hey, that was a good game. That oh, was, was a fun. good game. And you know why it's a good game? Because King Henry, King Henry. Yep, it was fun. One hundred seventy eight yards and three touchdowns what it, i know you have them on your fantasy team i played against I, this is how bad fantasy is for me this year i played against derrick henry and antonio gibson on the same team hey i i looked at yours you're actually not bad jason you just have had more points scored against you than oh anybody. i've had the worst luck just I've whenever had, teams go I know, on i know you, they just I know, go off. i know i've had the worst luck i've done more to try to Anyway, this is not a fantasy. This is not for me to, to bemoan the terrible fantasy year that I've had. Uh, hey, I don't want to hear it. I played against I played against Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin this week, and they shellacked my team in real life. So, yeah, that's that's like yep. a double whammy. That's called a double whammy, my friend. Yes, that is. Uh, so Derrick Henry, great game. I think a lot of it, you know, we we have praised Indianapolis's defense. And I think they are good defense. I think one of the reasons why this happened is because they were missing DeForest Buckner in the middle of that defensive mm-hmm. line. And without him this year, Indianapolis is giving up almost three more yards per uh, per carry. I was about to say, they love to flash those graphics up. And I was watching that game, they flashed that one up. They're like, here it is, the breakdown. I feel like that's in, a significant stat, at least in, in at least in this case, because tennis or Indianapolis has been good defensively. So it's kind of surprising to see any Tennessee put up 45 points and, and Henry have so many how many rushing yards. Uh, but for the Titans, who are eight and three at the top of the division, uh, they are starting to click offensively consistently right now which is important see we thought they're clicking before though and then all of a sudden they had those those uh, that kind yeah of but i think they're they're clicking now we'll see if they can keep this they're clicking rolling. now consistently because they're running through henry that's got to be they cannot go through Tannehill. they need to get back to the recipe last year the playoffs and the end of the season where Tannehill did nothing and it was all going through derrick henry because that's how they're going to win football games however i think that that and aj brown is the king of yak oh. the dude gets the ball and then runs for 50 yards for a cannot touchdown be stopped and he's also built like a monster there's a lot of big built people in that see, team. He took back that uh, onside kick too at the end of the game to increase their lead. Yeah, oh, like a 46 yard. I didn't see that. Yeah, he had the kickoff return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right at the end of the game. I think this is what's got to really scare Tennessee is uh, they they kind of put it together in the second half, but that's because Indianapolis completely abandoned the run. 
Uh, Tennessee's defense is not very good. Um, and they're going to go up against some good offenses when they get to the playoffs. So I think they're going to have to look at that. All right. My impression of Tennessee, right or wrong, is that they don't entirely have their identity figured out yet. They've been too inconsistent. Well, that's what's crazy. About that's what's crazy to me because last year in the playoffs, they had their identity figured yeah. out. Oh, 100%. You knew exactly who they were and they did it well. And it's not like they they're knew what they much did different and they did it well this year. They just. Well, I feel like we had this. Ex- it feel like there's such a big drop off in the defense. I feel like we had the same year. exact conversation about them last year. We had no idea what their identity was. And we're having the same conversation. No, we knew who they were. We knew who they were because we said they're I, – and I, I think I said it multiple times last year. I said they are a team who they get a lead and they maintain it. They're, they're built they to have, have a to lead. they have to play from behind – yeah, they're built to have a lead. If they have to play from behind, they won't win. But as long as they can have that lead of a touchdown or, or 10 points, they'll win the game. Then you just feed that man and let yeah. him – He's a clock eater. That's all he does. Uh, All right. Ripoff game. The Giants win 1917 over Cincinnati. Daniel Jones uh, is out. Hamstring injury. They're hoping just for a week, but probably more because they said it wasn't going to be good. I heard it was significant. Colt McCoy is in. Looked terrible because the man hasn't played football, I don't think, since that national championship game against Alabama. Um Hey, he he had a few good wins for the Redskins a couple years ago. He did, and he played for the Browns and like everybody else. So now I'm being facetious about that, but he did not look good coming in at, at relief. Which I mean, it's you know coming in cold. But the Giants are in first for now. But I think we can all say so. What? There's such a lack of good quarterbacks this year. I don't understand. Well, you've got your where did they all you got go? your top elite? They're all on the IR. Yeah, that too. It's just sad. It's either they're on the IR or they just don't know how to play yeah. this well, year. Well, like number 11 in Philadelphia. That one, too. Uh, speaking of another one. Uh, I was going to go Cam Newton. That also works. Uh, insert name here. Uh, Cleveland uh, beats Jacksonville. Tw- oh, yeah. Bigger Mayfield. Exactly. 27 to 25. And he, anybody- Did you see him miss that wide open oh, yeah. throw? I've got a- oh, Baker. Oh, I've my Literally Goodness. got it. It's the first thing I was going to bring up here. Baker Mayfield still suck. Misses wide open touchdown. It was. There has never been a more wide open. Okay, person. here I was. The not... thing is, he do- and he double clutched it too. All right, yeah. here he's he missed multiple people that game by throwing high. You know why he missed that? Because he's short. Is, but he's throwing high over everybody. It's short quarterbacks do well, that. Kyler Murray's. Kyler Murray is short. Kyler Murray's oh, a better quarterback. Oh, 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 this seems like a good time for this. Well, yeah, he is, but he's also short. I was going to do this in first and 10, What's but that? I decided not to, but I really want to, so I'm going to do it. freaking course. Dallas Goddard. He scored another touchdown? No, but oh, okay. he yeah. caught another pass, uh, and in well, a PPR league. Yep. Well, that's the only person that can, can throw for uh, Carson Wentz. All right, we're going to play a little of this or that, all right? Baker Mayfield versus Carson Wentz. I'm going to read you guys a stat, and I want you to tell me, is it Baker Mayfield or is it Carson Wentz? Okay? Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. This quarterback is 31st in the league with a 58.4 completion percentage. I'm going to go. Oh, that has to be Carson Wentz Wentz. because everybody drops. Has to be Wentz. Everybody drops over there. He's got nobody to throw to. That is correct. Baker, however, is not far behind. He's only – he's 28 at like 60%. So – uh, this quarterback is 30th in the league at 6.7 yards per completion. Baker. No, I'm going to go with Wentz. I'm going to go with Wentz well, because they don't throw the ball down no, the field. No, he's got he's got Travis Fulgham over there at least. I don't feel like Baker has anybody, so I'm going to go with Baker on that, that one. That is Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, I, well, Wentz doesn't throw the ball down the field. This quarterback is 27th in the league with a QBR of 48.9. Honestly, that sounds more Carson Wentz-esque, but I'm not going to go Carson Wentz three in a row, so I'm going to say Baker. I'm going to go Carson Wentz. Uh, I mean, I got to do it. Dude, we're full straight hating up on Carson Wentz. That's Carson Wentz. Um, (laughs) This quarterback leads the league in sacks with 40. As much as the Browns run the ball, that's Carson Wentz. Yeah, I would that's think so also too, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. 
Dang. He's been sacked like See, now it's six the point, times. Like tonight. when they have a quiz in school, and it's like true, 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 <laughs> true. They're all being true. Like one of them's got all right, one, Last one, last one. Okay, this quarterback has three fourth quarter comebacks this year. That's Baker. No, that's that's Carson Wentz. And that Carson is also Wentz. Carson Wentz. Baker Mayfield only has two. Yeah. What a scrub. And that's not to even. The only three games he won, he <laughs> came back That's not to from. even talk about the fact that Carson Wentz leads the league in interceptions. Carson Wentz leads the league in missed uh, uh, accuracy on his throws. And he also leads the league in plays that could have led to turnovers for 23. So Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is also fourth in the league in turnovers by himself. Yeah. Uh, but all that being said, Baker Mayfield still stuck too. So, uh, for Jacksonville, they have, uh, they've gone Luton free. Uh, they turned to Mike Glennon <laughs> and he actually kept him in the game against a Cleveland defense that is banged up, but had been pretty decent as of late. Um, I think James Robinson kept him in the game. I think you're probably right. We are not talking enough about James Robinson. Um, uh, and, and I'm you know, certainly he's on for pace fantasy, for the most He's on pace for the most scrimmage yards by an undrafted rookie ever. Good for him. I heard a stat today. James Robinson has 196 attempts, I believe, uh, for rushing the football so far this year. You want to know how many the rest of the team has combined? Probably like 25. Not that many. Seven. Seven. Hmm. It's all James wow. Robinson. It's crazy. Uh, yep. But speaking about somebody else that we're not talking about, and I'm, I'm, we're not going to spend any time on it, but I feel like Nick Chubb is really underrated. And I don't like necessarily – It's just because the Browns have been so bad since he's been there. I that... guess it has to be. We, we are – he has not talked enough uh, in the same conversation. But he did super well. Here's the thing, though. He did very well last year. He did like what he's doing now. He did it last year as well. I think just the addition of Kareem Hunt maybe toned down how much we talk about him. People maybe forgot. Well, about and, what and he, he did last remember year he missed he missed a few Hunt. games because he was hurt. That's true. But man, he has come back with a vengeance. And I think going into especially if Cleveland makes the playoffs and has any chance of success, we've got to talk about him in the same conversation as Henry Kamara and McCaffrey as being top in the league. Uh just strictly from a football position. Maybe they just need to take over the identity of Tennessee from last year. I don't know if their defense is good enough to do that. The only difference between them and Tennessee of last year, though, is that you could depend on Tannehill to make the pass when you needed yeah. it. You can't depend on Baker to make that pass when I you need it. I think with Miles Garrett, if Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward come back and are healthy, I think their defense is good enough. But I agree, it's it's going to come down to Baker, and I don't think he can make that throw. Speaking of another quarterback that can't make a throw, a ripoff game. The Atlanta Falcons win forty-three to six. Oh my gosh. What's going on with Las Vegas? I okay. This is how bad the day was for Derek Carr. He had four turnovers, three fumbles, and an interception. It was so bad that Nathan Peterman. Yes, that Nathan Peterman of Buffalo Bills' terrible quarterback playing fame played the fourth quarter. And I know it was a part of it was because it was a blowout, but come on. If Gruden had any hope of, of, of at least instilling some kind of confidence in Derek Carr, he leaves him out there. But it was so bad that he took him out for Nathan Peterman. Hey, who's a better 4-7 and seven team, the Falcons or the Texans? Ooh. Those two teams play right now. Which one wins? Right now, the Texans because the Falcons. Uh, with with I was say with Julio Jones back. Oh, well, oh with Calvin Ridley's out too. And Gurley. No, re- with yeah, Julio, with, with the Falcons. With... Yeah, for sure. Because the Falcons actually have a, a decent defense. Um, I'll be. I mean, look what they did to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and and I think that they they can they can oh, also so they run did the just ball. Lose Will Fuller. So who do they have left for the Texans? Brandon Cooks and. Randall Cobb. It's like okay, yeah. stills. Uh, not much. And David Johnson. They still got David Johnson though. He's a superstar. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know Matt. <laughs> but he's hurt too. So no, the Raiders. Let's get back to the Raiders because I mean the Falcons. I mean who saw that coming? Especially without Julio. Uh, but the Raiders 
is this a repeat of last year for John Gruden? Because last year they were six and four, right on the cusp of the playoffs. They lose to the three and seven Jets, 34 to three. They go one and five the rest of the year and miss the playoffs. Is that going to happen again? Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw that. I saw that stat. Um, they're kind of in a similar boat where yeah. they lost to a sorry team. Because they went I, to I being the, in the, the playoffs to now being on the outside looking in. I think the Raiders are built a little better this year. Um, but, I mean. But are we going to be talking? We having the same conversation that we're having about with Cleveland that's coming down to the quarterback play. Derek Carr has looked great, but what in, what in the world happened in this game? I don't know if it was those fumbles that got to him, but my goodness. So if you were hoping for a good game or if you were a Raider fan hoping for an easy win, you got ripped off in this. Um, another ripoff game, yeah. the Saints, and this is only because you expected to get ripped off. The Saints win 31-3 to over Denver. I have nothing to say about this game at all. I mean, this is exactly what we said what was going to happen when you have a wide receiver turn quarterback playing a tight end turn quarterback. Um, and you know, Kendall Hinton was one for nine for 13 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Taysom Hill wasn't much better. He had like 75 yards and an interception. If you flip, if you flip his, uh, QB rating to be throwing to the other team, he actually has a better quarterback rating. Oh my gosh. Then he's two of nine. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, it's usually the kind of game we play with Bears quarterbacks. We kind of flip, their, <laughs> flip the team to throw into. It usually turns out oh, better. Oh, man, Bears quarterbacks. We'll come back. We'll get to them in just a second. Uh, steel game, probably one of the steel games of the week. The 49ers went 23-20 over the Rams. San Francisco is a game-winning field goal at the buzzer. San Francisco just played good complimentary football all game long. Rushing the ball, Raheem Mostert looked good. Nick Mullins didn't do too much. Debo Samuel came back and looked fantastic. Um, and they were able to do just enough. They, I mean, the Rams defense, Aaron Donald still got his strip sack, fumble. Uh, but the 49ers were able to, to come back. And the 49ers, it's unbelievable. I think I saw they're the only team in the NFC West that has a winning record against Sean McVay and the Rams. Everybody else. Dude, the, the problem in, in L.A. is Jared Goff. That dude suck. <laughs> this is a reoccurring theme tonight. What happened to all the good quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL? Where did they go? Wait a second. Well, one of them has a, a broken and dislocated ankle. I remember a time <laughs> they were good quarterbacks. I don't know where they, they are now. To Santa about this or they something. Uh, well, hey, let's talk about some Dude, good quarterbacks. Jared Goff needs to pursue a career as Ryan Gosling's stunt man. <laughs> as long True. as he doesn't have to play in a football movie. Um, <laughs> we had a deal game in Tampa Bay as the Kansas City Chiefs played the forty, uh, the Buccaneers. The Chiefs, the Chiefs played the Buccaneers. 27 to 24. I think it was the, the Kansas City Mahomes oh, and Hills. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mahomes and Hill. Man, if you look at that stat line, you would not have thought that this game was going to be that really close. Uh, you look at that stat line and you think, oh, wow, Tyreek Hill had 250 yards the whole game. No, he had 203 of it in the first quarter. That's, yeah, that's insane to me. So uh, clearly Tampa Bay figured something out, which I guess is a testament to Arians and that team for figuring something out, um, at least to take out Tyreek Hill the rest of the game. I don't know if they, you know, drugged him, punched him, sat on him after every play. Uh, but Mahomes. That's what, dude, Kelsey, Kelsey still had a good game. I know. They're now 1-2. Hill and Kelsey, 1-2 in the league in receiving yards. In the NFL. That is insane. But when your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, what do you expect? So yeah. he has 462 and three. Hill has 269 in all three of those touchdowns. But Tampa Bay clawed its way back. Uh, Tom Brady, kudos to your hype train there, Matt. He tried to make a game of it. However, two mm -hmm. second-half interceptions kind of sealed their fate. Because, I mean, when Brady's on the sideline just the same way as he was um, – 
you know, a few weeks ago, when Mahomes has the ball at the end of the game, you, you're not getting back. So it is what it is. Hey, Gronk finally uh, went over 100 yards receiving for the first Gronk time. Gronk has been so a pleasant surprise this year. And I'm not going to say I have never not, I, I've not been a Gronk fan. Uh, he's definitely a character and brings life to the NFL. So it's good to see him have this resurgence. I think the only reason that Gronk is, is even having a decent season is because OJ Howard got hurt. I would agree with you there. Um, but I think that there is definitely that natural rapport, that comfort level for Brady to see Gronk. He so, does. All right, last game. This was a ripoff if you were a Bears fan. Uh, I feel like it was kind of a ripoff if you're a Packers fan because you were just kind of this is you knew this was gonna happen. So why I suppose you still enjoyed it. Packers win 45 to 25 over yeah. the Bears. This game got out of hand early and stayed that way. So Matt, what do you have to say? Anything? I thought it was depressing that the fact that Trubisky moved the ball on us in the first half. He did. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, it didn't always turn out so well. Throwing those picks, stupid stuff. You just had to wait long enough for Trubisky to be Trubisky. It only took a little bit of time, and then he went up there and did it. But they moved the ball against us. And it's just like, oh, please don't. But then, sure enough, Trubisky was like, hmm. Let's go ahead and run out of bounds for a sack instead of throwing away the ball. Yeah, what That's an a idiot. Good idea. Hmm. Let's go ahead and throw this into double coverage or triple coverage and throw for picks. Dude, that, that one good interception idea. he threw, I was like. Which one? The, the long the one bomb in the end the zone. Traffic? The one in the end zone. Yeah. I was like. Daniel Savage. Who both the, the heck? Packers had better plays in the ball. Why would you throw it into freaking double coverage? <laughs> it was double coverage where both defenders had a better position than the wide receiver. But and if honestly, you're going to overthrow the guy, overthrow him deep, not like a freaking rainbow. Honestly, uh, though, you could have put Nick Foles in that same exact position and it would have looked exactly the same. That's how yeah, bad it so. is in, in Chicago. Um, yeah, I I love Trubisky. <laughs> Here's Just the thing, saying. though, Matt. You need to be con- continue to be concerned about your run defense because Montgomery had a good game. At 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he did. 30 yards to the air. Oh. Oh, I'm just – it's. I'm just watching the Packers until the playoffs hit, and then we'll have a first-game exit. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm not – I'm I'm aware of okay. who we are. I'm very All self-aware. Right. I'm not saying we're okay. not that. It'll be a first-game first, first game right. exit. Bye, all everybody. right. Well, good. Well, see, now you're all prepared. That'll be one of those meetings where it's Packers entering the playoffs like – where the dude from Simpson comes in, walks around, puts his hat down. <laughs> puts his hat back door. Well, good. You've already got it ready That's to fire off. So here, you're already prepared. Okay. All right. It's time for the mega bail bag in third and three. Third and three. All right, Matt, you ready? You got a yes. lot of reading to do. Are we going to read these all? Like, because usually there's a little bit of a ramp up in Trent's tweets, <laughs> but this just goes straight fire from the gate. Like, he didn't hold back. It's just bang. He went right I there. I think for, for time purposes, there's no need to count out the periods and the exclamation points. I was about to say, I'm, I'm ditching that because there's too much. Okay, here we go. You've got mail. You have to properly describe the gifts, too. Okay. I'll try and read it in Trent voice. Why? Why pass on fourth and inches? And there's a lot of uh, punctuation here, guys. You can fill in the blanks for yourself. I'm sorry. That was our first one. There is probably, man, I don't know. We're, gonna, we're just going to go massive, massive fire, probably as fast as Trent could do. At HempDaddy12, hashtag FireKellenMore, all caps. What in the world would make you think that the wide receiver screen to Gallup would work when it clearly didn't two plays earlier? At Hemp Daddy 12, I defended Zeke and his mistakes long enough. Take that pay cut in the offseason or get out of Big D. Hashtag put Pollard in. At Hemp Daddy 12, football team's defense in obvious confusion. But Annie Dalton decides to call like 12 seconds worth of audibles and let them get set. Then... Takes a sack. Michael Scott, I'm okay. No, no. <laughs> At him, Daddy 12. What is Cowan Moore doing? 
at Hemp Daddy 12. Jalen Smith, if you had run that pick in for six, I would have taken you back everything negative I've said about you. You can – I threw my phone in the middle of this tweet. <laughs> Kellen Moore's ineptitude. That was the, that was the best it. one. You can stay in Dallas if you take a pay cut. That was the best I actually one. Bro- I actually, actually broke my, my uh, phone case. <laughs> that was the yep. best one. What's sad is I saw that pick, and I was like, he better get in the end zone. He better get in the end zone. Didn't. And I was like, well, dude, they're not scoring in all touchdowns. honesty, you know whose fault it was? It was Leighton Van Der Esch's for not blocking McLaurin. Oh, and yeah, I get, just let him run wait, right I, past, too. He didn't want to get the penalty. Sad, but I think it's sad if you, you, are, you are saying the fault for this lies with the defense not getting in the end zone as opposed to <laughs> the offense not putting the ball so- in. Three yards out. Oh man! At him, Daddy Twelve. That fake punt was McCarthy. I thought you were a great coach. Now I'm not even sure you're a good coach. An overweight dad volunteering for his son's Pop Warner team would have let that fake punt get through the headset airways before shutting it down. Wouldn't have. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My bad. Gif. Gross. No, thank you. So the gift, the gift was supposed to be in between those. Oh, it's from Supernatural. I was about to say it looks like a Supernatural yeah. one. At Hemp Day Twelve, Troy just said McCarthy said Fassel has an offensive mentality when it comes to special teams. Here's a thought. Keep in mind, I'm no expert, but maybe. He should have a special teams mentality when it comes to special teams. Shruggy emoji. <laughs> At him, day 12. Another screen call from Kellen Moore. They've been working so well, so I get it. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> At him, day 12. All of Cowboys Nation right now. Cry emoji. Cry emoji. Cry emoji. And the gif is a poor little kid. Face down sitting on his butt in the rain. And it says, raindrops keep falling oh on my, my head. Oh, my goodness. At Hemp Daddy 12, this game, dot, dot, <laughs> dot, dot. Gif of a troll from Trolls World Tour or something, I don't even know. It says, I can't watch, and yet I can't look away. At Hemp Daddy 12, I figured the season out. I see you, Jerry. Don't know why it took me so long to get the angle you were going for this season. There's no follow-up on that. There should be a gift. No, it just there's a gift that says it's so terrible, it's brilliant. I assume he says you're tanking. All right, at half day twelve. Man, there is a lot of these. Wow. Every Cowboys hater right now. No, the gift is the is the joke. The gift is saying, like, Jerry, like, it's so it's so bad, it's brilliant this season. Are you saying you're tanking? No, it, it's a joke. Do I need to put hashtag sarcasm on that too? <laughs> Clearly for Matt. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It says, then at half day 12, even the Cowboys hate every Cowboys hater right now. And I can't even be mad. Hashtag worse than the Jets. GIF of Stanley laughing. <laughs> last one. Last wow. one. At hemp day 12. Looking up the top five players in college to see who we will likely get in Dallas. Hashtag Trevor Lawrence excluded. Hashtag actually all quarterbacks excluded. Hashtag in Dak I trust. And then it's a gif of a dude very angrily pounding his keyboard. Not sure if he's looking up the top five players or if that's Trent tweeting. <laughs> I tweet for my cell phone. <laughs> Oh, I don't honestly look, it was so good because I was following that was my entertainment in that game because I was dude, no joke. I was looking like <laughs> I couldn't watch I the Cowboys while the game was going on. I was like, let's check I it out. I couldn't watch the Cowboys play because that was bad. I couldn't watch the Washington play because I didn't want to see Antonio Gibson score another touchdown. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna watch this. But it is much better when you read them, like because I can read them in my mind and I hear you reading them. <laughs> <laughs> dude okay so i want to bring up a point though why not trevor lawrence if you are in a position to pick him up 
let's say let's say that you that for somehow he falls to where the Cowboys can pick him up. If you pick him up, you not only upgrade over Dak because I think he's more talented than Dak. You also get him cheaper. You completely bypass all these contract negotiations. So, so here, here's my thought on that. The Jets are not going to win three games. They won't even win one so game. So if, if Trevor Lawrence comes out, which I'm not even sure he is now, the Jets will take him. Like there's, so there's no way he falls to Dallas. Let's imagine for a second. I don't that he deal does. in hypotheticals. I think that you're trying to avoid the answer you know you'd have to give. Oh, if Trevor Lawrence, if the Dallas Cowboys had the number one overall pick, you'd be stupid to not take Trevor Lawrence and then franchise Dak and trade him. Like that would be stupid. Stupid not to. I agree. Wentz just threw a pick in the end zone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wentz, you suck. Like threw it right to him. Well, threw it right to him. Oh man. Um no, no I I mean I'm a, I'm a real I'm I'm not stupid, but I am a realist and I know Trevor Lawrence is not going to be in Dallas and I know you know everybody's saying Justin Fields is going to go number 2. Well, Jacksonville needs a quarterback too, so I don't think Justin Fields is more talented than Dak. Um I think I definitely think that there's a there's a drop off point you know, quickly, but there, there's like one or two maybe that you got to go with if they're there. And I feel like Trevor Lawrence, maybe it's just Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. No, no, I, I agree. Trevor Lawrence is like, to me, is like a Justin Herbert. Like he's, he's got the he's NFL body. He's, he can run, he can pass. I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's a good quarter. He's a great quarterback. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't honestly. I don't know if we draft defense. I don't know if we draft on the the O line. I I don't even know anymore. Your your options are wide open this year. Going to be take the best available player at this point. It's going to fill a hole somewhere. Yeah, but what what if it's an offensive player? Like we don't. Oh, well, that's true. Maybe not a skill position player, but oh well. Well, but, I mean, I don't think there are any standout last. Other than Devontae Smith, maybe. Just last one. We got to go ahead and uh, get some of well, a couple of Jason's tweets in. At Jason Felt 6 one day ago. Can't get too upset with the at NFL for making the at Broncos play without a QB today. They're making the at Eagles, at Browns, and at Chicago Bears do it all year. <laughs> it's, true. it's true that's funny <laughs> you you that's funny it is what it is uh i mean exhibit a is on the field tonight so yep just moments after trent goes he threw a pick right yeah. to him yeah dude i y'all if y'all aren't watching the game y'all y'all need to i saw that pick. It was i saw that literally pick. i don't even, I, right to him i mean i don't even think there was an eagle within the vicinity of the trajectory of that ball. It's it's that was bad. No, it's there bad when it was bad when an Eagles like, fan texts me and say, just got out of a class, time to see if we're losing by 10 or 20. So that's that's kind of where we're at with the Eagles. Did you have any more that you were gonna read, Matt? Okay. Oh no. That was your best one. Thank you. Yes, it was pretty good. All right. You're sometimes, sometimes, Jason, you're too analytical. You're too with it. I know. So I got to, you know, those don't make for for I haven't had a game to react to yet this week, so. Oh. I just, we keep winning. I can't react in any way. No, I haven't played this week. I literally haven't had a game to react to this week. I know. I don't. I know. Okay. I know. All right. Let's close. But still, you also are just winning. So it's. That's true. No, don't worry. I can be analytical. All right. Let's, or reactive whatever let's close it out fourth and short okay so quickly here as we close things out because now that we're on this side of thanksgiving it's tomorrow's december 1st uh it is now socially morally and probably even legally acceptable to listen to christmas music so we can start getting into the Christmas. I should have had some kind of Christmas music drop for this. And so I apologize 
for next week. Uh, so I had a question. Do you guys have go-to Christmas music? Like when you hear a song or an artist or an album, you know it's, it's time to listen to Christmas music. Do you have any of that? A 30-pointer Christmas? <laughs> No, I, 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 not really, I'm just no. curious. Um, I just have a list of Christmas music that I just kind of curate and I keep like, updating year after year. I, uh, I honestly, I really like uh, Michael Bublé's Christmas album. It's, I was gonna say it's, it's really good. That's a classic one. Um, Pentatonics, all mm-hmm. their Christmas music's really good. Yep. Uh, Straight No Chaser does a rendition of the Twelve Days of Christmas. That classic. Is the best. I mean, it, it's amazing. Yep. Uh, that's a classic right there i think you can't get much better than a really good heartfelt rendition of either oh holy night or oh come come emmanuel i feel like those two i heard a re- speaking of that i heard a really, really good uh new arrangement of oh come oh come emmanuel i have to share that with you it's really good yeah for me there are some classics like coming from a musical family like there are some things that we listen to every christmas some cds compact discs um that we listen to every year one was the boston pops orchestra a couple other ones so when i hear those i immediately think of christmas and get nostalgic uh i think the andy williams it's the most wonderful time of the year that's definitely a classic yeah. for me um and then uh bing crosby uh, yeah bing, bing white crosby christmas. white christmas uh, ray charles sings oh gosh what is the he sings it in christmas vacation uh uh well whenever you hear anything Christmas by is the time of year uh, oh yeah yeah the name of the song. yeah i know what you're talking about when i hear anytime you hear uh nat king cole sing chestnuts roasting i mean that's that's yeah. kind of pretty classic christmas yeah. okay so those are the christmas music that we enjoy listening to we got to talk just for a second before we close things out worst christmas song ever because I've got a list that I could go with. What I, I want to get you guys' thoughts. Worst Christmas song. Little Drummer Boy. Really? Little Drummer Boy yeah. when Angela sings it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Best Christmas song uh, ever. <laughs> I'm in the mood now. <laughs> yeah. Really, yep. Little Drummer Boy, huh? Like, I'm not a big fan of the song by itself. Yeah, it's pretty low. I, it's got to be a pretty good arrangement of it. Um, Trent, do you have any? Uh, oh, 12 Days I'm, of Christmas, I also don't hey, like. Just to revert back to favorite Christmas songs, my favorite all-time Christmas song is Mary Did You Know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. It's pretty solid. Without a doubt. So, worst Christmas but song. But moving on to the worst, um, man. Uh, it's a classic, but I'm really not big on Frosty the Snowman. Really? I mean, I mean, it's a like I said, I can it, see it. I can see that. It's a classic, but it's just it's just old. C- like certainly, I, there are some of those that are annoying. Those kitty songs that I I could do without, but there are some that when they come on the radio, I will shut it off. Uh, number one. Mm on my list and i apologize for my hispanic friends it's feliz navidad oh no no song ever come at me bro yeah exactly i can't stand that i think it's i don't know what's worse (laughs) the song itself or the guy's voice singing it it is horrible i love it every time i think of feliz navidad i think about that time that abraham misspelled like abraham for our listeners that don't know is a hispanic friend of ours and this dude misspelled feliz navidad on a card he put feliaz navidad he's hispanic and he misspelled it he also tried to spell god bless you and it came out god bell you god bell you yes yes god bell you second language um and his sign in what was his sign in on the sign in sheet like Horace or something. Oh, yeah. oh, at work. Yeah, I don't even remember, dude. It was. It wasn't his name. I can tell you that. We love you, Abraham. Um, no, no, Felice Navidad is the worst. Followed closely by, um, let's see, what's what's. Uh, I've got so many in my mind. 
Uh, I want hippopotamus for Christmas. That's pretty bad. Um, I saw mommy kissing Santa. All I want for Christmas are my two front teeth. That's definitely up there for sure. Um, I, I hate that song. Uh, oh, stink. It's so bad. I've completely blocked that out of my memory. Um, we need a little Christmas. Also an Andy Williams song. I love his. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hate. We need a little Christmas. Um, all I want for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey terrible hate that dude song. that's a classic i don't care that's it's terrible i hate that song that's a that's a song that goes off um it's a song that little kids sing and i cannot remember i'm gonna have to look it up and Rudolph it off the red no 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 like literally the recording is little children singing it and i cannot think of it right now do you hate little children <laughs> we don't need to get into this this discussion right now <laughs> uh, that's yeah. a yes so y'all yes. know the the uh the claymation yeah. movies oh yeah the well, so i also forgot one of the best christmas songs ever is when the winter warlock is learning how to walk and santa oh, claus is coming to town eight song and you put one foot in front of yep. the other has nothing to do with christmas but it's the best yeah. <laughs> i don't know about best it's a good song but I mean, you get Island and no, Mr. You're a mean one, Mr. Grunch is oh, one of the best. Yes. Oh, that's great. The original one. Yes. Boris Karloff for sure. Yep. Yeah. It's some good ones. Man, I got to go listen to some Christmas music right now. That's not Christmas music. Fourth and. <laughs> that's some good Christmas music right there. I got to go listen to some Christmas music right now. A little heavy, a little heavy, but that's okay. We're a little Trans-Siberian Orchestra in this. There's like another one. When you hear the Trans-Siberian Orchestra or Mannheim yeah. Steamroller, you know it's Christmas right now. That's what I'm talking about. That's true. That's very true. All right, folks. Well, thanks for being with us tonight. Another episode of Force and Short. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, at MattMan18, at HempDaddy12, at JasonFelt6. And we will see you next week, week 13. Peace out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 4th and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at 4th and Short Podcast.